Welcome to my Wellness Lab podcast, an all-rounder wellness podcast where we discuss everything wellness under the eight elements. My name is Kiribone Makubela and I am your host. So, welcome to the second episode of my Wellness Lab podcast. And on this podcast, we are going to focus on your brain sabotaging you. And yes, I said it, your brain is sabotaging you. So for this episode, I have to issue a disclaimer, guys. The views expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone. I am not a medical practitioner, psychologist. So please just enjoy (laughs) the podcast. So first, where do we start? Your brain sabotaging you. How does your brain do that have you ever felt that you are supposed to do something or you are going to do something and not do it procrastination and you don't even know why you did it or often feel like i could have done that you know maybe it was not a matter of procrastination but it was something that you wanted to do but for no reason or for the reason that you cannot explain you just didn't do the thing and you know the moment just passed you by if you can relate let's talk about it let's unpack what makes that what makes your brain to sabotage you to make you miss the the beauty of life the beauty of experience the beauty of living so Robin Sharma explains it as the Asian brain and the the story that he elaborates in his book is that we have an Asian brain that our ancestors had for survival and this is the brain that would tell them not to explore anything that is new is dead or anything that they do not know, they do not explore and try to know and find out what it is. So the the Asian brain only functioned around survival mode, which was to protect your life. You only go out and hunt what you need for that time. And after that, you go back to the cave or you go back to where you are supposed to sleep and you make sure that you are... And that was like that because it kept our ancestors alive. It kept them alive for the longest of time. And so the way he explains it is that we inherited this Asian brain and it is the one that is more comfortable when we are in our comfort zone. And the moment we want to change, it starts fighting the new experience. It starts Standing in a way, giving you reasons not to do what you want to do, not to explore the life that you want to explore. I think failure starts in our minds before anywhere else. You think about something and in your mind you are defeated. If you are defeated in your mind, you're basically not going to do the thing. So on last week's uh, episode, I talked about how I always uh, fall off my exercising routines and that was also a brain thing. I think about it and I'm like, oh no, I'm tired. 
And the moment my mind tells me that I'm tired, I feel tired, then I go back to, to sleep and I wouldn't exercise. That's basically my brain sabotaging me and telling me that you cannot do it. And the moment you listen to that part of your brain, the Asian brain, it is done. It is finished with you. You won't do anything else. So the reason for your brain sabotaging you might be fear. You are afraid that if you try and you fail and you feel bad and, you know, it makes you feel horrible and whatever, whatever the case might be, you know. But I think that's just how life is supposed to be. Most of the time, we don't explore because we are fearful. We don't try because we are fearful and or we have doubts in our heads. It can, it can be anything, basically. But fear is an illusion. It doesn't exist. It's not there. It's like basically having faith of something that might happen, that hasn't happened before. And in a way, when we are looking at it in the law of attraction, we are actually attracting that thing that which you are most afraid of. So why spend a long time on something that you do not want? If you don't want to face regret, then don't focus on regret. If you don't want to fall on that stone, then don't focus on that stone. Just walk, you know, it's fear of the unknown. I know it exists. Will Smith said, danger is real, very much real. But fear is an illusion. It's not there. You are afraid of something that hasn't happened yet. And according to the law of attraction, you are actually attracting it so in terms of fear of failure for someone who has anxiety when you are in your brain you never have the time to ask yourself those destructive questions like you you always come with excuses no i'm tired no this and that this and that but the question should be well what if you succeed well what if what you're thinking of doesn't happen well, what if you play that lotto ticket and you get millions? You know, no, I'm not saying go and gamble. <laughs> get me. So I'm just talking about the fear that holds you back. And if you give it that entitlement, it will always hold you back. You will never go forward. And you will, you will be in a bubble. It's a bubble. It's a gate. It's a cage. Fear is a cage. That cage, if you struggle with it when you are young, you grow up with it. Even if you outgrow it, those habits that you end up sabotaging yourself sometimes will always be there. But it's a thing of having more willpower than the fear that you have, right? Thomas Edison failed 999 times before he was successful on doing the electrical bulb. It took him 14 months training, running tests, doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. There is no way that during that 14 months, he didn't have fear of saying, oh, well, but what if it fails? You know, I think at one point he just forgot to count or I'm on the 99th test. I'm on the 800th test because if you want something bad enough, you're just going to keep on going. 
he's just going to keep on going and when they interviewed him and asked him when do you at a time like this is not going to work and he said no because in the process i gained 999 times of what will not work in building a bow and now that it works i know what won't work and i know uh, the strategies that you can try that will not work as well so failure is also an opportunity to learn another thing that makes us to sabotage ourselves is unfamiliarity so we become comfortable sometimes in our own state in our own mind so i'm going to tell the story when i was young no this is not my life story my life story i'll tell someday when i was young i got used to pain at a very young age so pain was what i knew i was familiar with pain in fact i ended up feeling comforted by pain yeah it's not normal i know but it was my comfort and that made me to not expect anything that was less than pain because i was familiar so every time i would be celebrated or i would be complimented or i would receive a gift it was unfamiliar to me it was foreign i didn't i didn't know this feeling so i would reject it you know i would sabotage it i would always think no there must be a reason behind this person acting this way and it made me obviously resentful to other people and saying no you can't just come and help me why there is something that you want no you can't just come and give me a gift why what do you expect in return you know you can't just treat me nice mom what do you want today you know because of unfamiliarity um this other lady called africa from the uk said she was an addict so what would happen is her mother was a nurse so when she started public speaking she would get gigs that would pay well huge amounts of money and whenever she would receive an email that had something like that she wouldn't reply it but whenever she had emails that were like no we would like you to do public speaking for us for free she would reply and she later realized that it was because her mother as a nurse was getting paid well not a lot of money and she just to stand up for an hour would get that amount of money so she wouldn't do it she wouldn't take those gigs and i know for someone who would be like no but you need money you know you gotta eat and stuff like that at that moment and point in time you don't see you don't realize what you're doing you don't even acknowledge that it's self-sabotage you just feel uncomfortable and because it's uncomfortable you are not going to do it that is basically i think for my experience has been the reason behind my sabotage and as i said as a person struggling with anxiety even the simplest and smallest of things that you are not supposed to overthink you overthink it's just like that you overthink because you spend a lot of time in your brain and you're constantly in your brain and the outcomes of of you ending up not doing whatever it is that you have to do 
or not going about what you were supposed to do because you have that sabotage, you have that fear, you have that unfamiliar uh, feeling that you, you feel and you're like, oh, well, no, I'm not doing that. Nope, I'm not. So how do we fix it? How do we fix the Asian brain? Oh, my God. That is the million dollar question. So from the book, Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf, she talks about the 21-day detox. So I think for someone who is in, because the first thing you have to do is the awareness. You have to be aware that, no, I have this pattern and I don't like it. And you must also have the desire to want to change that pattern. So the book is called Switch on Your Brain by Caroline Leaf. If you also do have any other book that you can recommend, please go to our socials and drop the name of the book and the author so that we can also read it. But for me, for my journey, this is the book that I read and I found it helpful. Uh, some of the things, although I was already doing, but I found it helpful because anxiety and, and your brain is sabotaging you because I do believe that is anxiety in its own self. It's a journey. You don't just, it's not like an illness, it's not like flu whereby you can take medication and, you know, you'll be fine in, in a day's time. So even this 21-day detox plan, it's a journey. So in her book, she in the process of the 21 days to detox your brain she talks about five steps that you can take each and every single day to eliminate bad thoughts to eliminate that anxiety to eliminate to to basically to break your fears and face them if that's what you choose to call them so the first step i want to like dive a bit deeper into them so the first step she says is to together which means increase awareness of what you allow into your brain she also talks about how a brain is a muscle and as you know any muscle can be trained you can train your brain as much as you train your abs your glutes and stuff so increase awareness i know with myself that i've been a person who who writes down a lot of stuff for a long time so Focus on that thought that you are already focusing on, that you know that you do not want, the negative one, and the one that pressures you, the one that makes you end up not doing what you were supposed to do or achieving what you were supposed to achieve because of whatever reason. It might be fear, it might be unfamiliarity, it might be it's basically sabotage, right? Gather the awareness of those thoughts. If you have to, write them down. As I say, I'm one who believes in writing things down. So I, I believe in structure as well. Just write them down. Even if it's a list, even if it's like a paragraph, write them down because they are toxic thoughts, right? And the second step is to do a focused reflection, which means mindful meditating. So with everything that we have already talked about in terms of sabotaging your brain, if you really think about it, it's meditating. You are meditating on bad thoughts, and that's why bad things happen to you, right? You are meditating on the fear that you do not want to such an extent that the fear that you don't want ends up happening to you, and you end up losing opportunities. 
so maybe you are not aware but meditation is what you are doing so focused reflection is basically meditating is focusing on that one thought that you want to replace the ones that you have just written down the ones that you have gathered on as the first step says gather the ones that you have gathered on also do a focused reflection of what can you replace those ones with right and on her third step is that write them down write everything down write even your feelings down i i write my feelings down all the time especially if i am frustrated i am hurt i write it down sometimes even when i am happy or sad <laughs> those feelings i will draw so do that therapeutic work that works for you if you have to write it down write it down if you have to draw it draw it as long as you know that when you see it you will be able to know oh this was the thought this was the emotion behind the drawing right then step four revisit what you have been writing she quotes that um, revisiting what you have written will be a revealing process and i often found it to be exactly that sometimes i wouldn't even revisit what i wrote immediately i would take like some time maybe even a month then when i go back and read what i had written maybe the, the month before i found that i have overcome whatever feeling i was feeling at that time or i have grown from from what i was feeling or what i was going through or i have healed you know that's basically what happens sometimes so revisiting your work revisiting what you have done your healing process it's a very revealing job because most of the time most are not for me that is my experience i found that hey i'm actually fine hey i'm actually not doing this habit anymore so yeah that is the part that is more revealing about revisiting your work and then step five is active reach which means taking those actions like forgiving yourself or someone that might have done you wrong forgiving your brain for sabotaging you that opportunity maybe that you have left and not holding on to those things because sometimes we feel regret after leaving an opportunity or letting an opportunity pass us by that we sit and drown in that regret so let it go letting go is also a healing process let it go start afresh breathe if you must but that is the most important part because i think the moment you start to do the healing then you are also opening and releasing yourself up for new opportunities and new thoughts in your brain that you are no longer going to focus on the negative you are no longer going to focus on your fears you're just going to do it i've been saying that i want to do hiking for the longest of time and as someone who exercised i thought it would be easy for me but climbing that mountain and exercising were two different things in fact the journey to that mountain made me realize that these are two different things and this is what i would like to do more because i have just broken a fear that i, I always had you know when you think about mountain climbing you think oh uh, hiking it's just a, a, a paved way that you're going through 
but that one was <laughs> nothing <laughs> like that and it was therapeutic for me so do those actions this is a daily process that you can do multiple times a day as i said it starts with awareness whenever you realize that you are departing from that train of good thoughts you are focusing on negative thoughts what i do for me what i do i count to five and then i go back and that's how it is because if you're doing it on a daily basis this 21 days detox you will see that the more you start focusing on the positive on each day the negative decreases as well if you do it at least three to four times a day you will realize oh i'm no longer thinking that things anymore i'm no longer sabotaging myself i'm no longer thinking about oh what if i fall you know so as i was saying it's those steps that you have to take and that you have to do each and every single day until that asian brain dies it's basically that so this 21 days of routine try to focus on getting rid of one thought don't just say i have a lot of thoughts and i'm just going to take them all at once no that's not how it works in order to eat a whole elephant we have to take one bite one bite and one bite and one after the other and that's how it will happen we always say it takes 21 days to build or break a habit but that 21 days i do believe for me it's the start of breaking a bad habit because after 21 days if you don't continue to practice you are going to fall off you're going to go back to your old habits because they are comfortable because you are familiar with them but if you want to outgrow them you have to keep on going for someone who has anxiety you don't just go to therapy for a week or three weeks and be like oh no i'm fine no you go to therapy every single day because you are alive every single day and even if sometimes you do not have anything to talk about your therapist will have something to say to you which you might find it is helpful oh actually for the fact that i went there and i saw this person and they saw me and we, we talked i'm better sometimes they might even reveal things that you did not even know that you have i am a big advocate of therapy counseling you know get that someone to communicate with in terms of sabotage or in terms of support so that you sometimes just just say it you know i feel one two three and don't let anyone make you feel like your feelings are invalid you don't have to validate your feelings just talk about them talk about them because that is the first step of cleaning them off of taking them out of actually realizing oh my brain has been sabotaging me because i spend a lot of time in it so for me i didn't have someone to talk to so what i would do is i would write it down i would write it down and sometimes i would write it down read it and then tear it apart or burn it you know whatever works for you sometimes i'll chew it <laughs> but not swallow just chew <laughs> and throw it out and um i think that is all that i have to say i've been talking a lot that is all that i have to say for this session of my wellness lab and i really hope it was helpful 
please do reach out on our uh, socials if you need any type of help so that is it for this episode 